Hello, and welcome to Humanities Matter, brought to you by Brill. I'm Lee Chung Greco, and this week we'll be looking at key issues in the field of humanities. Today we're talking about Happy, Stressed, and Angry, a national study of teachers' emotions and their management. We're talking with Roger Patalny, an associate professor of sociology at the University of Wollongong, New South Wales, and Alberto Balaki. He's an associate professor and principal research fellow at the Queensland University of Technology in Queensland, Australia. And of course, teachers aren't the only workers that are dealing with this type of stress or dealing with, you know, these different methods of uh, trying to tackle their stress. You talk about uh, health workers and customer workers. Um, How do they compare to teachers? And I guess, first off, can you also just specify for us when you say health workers and customer workers, you know, who does that include exactly? Uh, In our study, we compared teachers to healthcare workers, customer workers, and then a sort of a residual category of other workers. By healthcare workers, we're referring to health professionals, uh, doctors, nurses, and and so on, uh, health and welfare support officers, uh, and also carers and aides to help people who have a disability or a sick. By custom workers, we were talking about all sorts of people engaged in that uh, face-to-face customer service, hospitality workers, Uh, sports and personal service workers, inquiry, uh, clerks, receptionists, sales representatives, uh, agents, assistants, salespeople, sales support workers, etc. Just the people who have to do that day-to-day, face-to-face selling job. Um, And we chose these particular categories because they represent the kind of workers who do an enormous amount of emotional labour. They do this because of the nature of their job is so service-oriented and so face-to-face engaging. And uh, we wanted to try and do a bit of a contrast between these groups. Uh, and according to our data, we, we found that teachers are more likely to report a negative emotional experience as their most common emotion of the last week than were any of the other professions that we looked at. So there's something specific about teachers and the stresses with it, which creates a lot of negative emotions for, for teachers uh, to have to deal with in, in the Australian context. We also found that uh, compared to these other groups, uh, teachers were uh, more likely to report feelings of anger, uh, potentially indicative of of intense frustration, um, than were these other groups. Uh, This is when we did a particular measure where we asked them about a couple of different emotions that are difficult emotions for people to deal with. Did they feel any of these emotions or did they feel none? Teachers were more likely to report feeling one of these and that it was anger. Uh, And and Alberto and I have uh, discussed this uh, before several times and and, um, and when drafting this paper um, about the the intense frustration sometimes that teachers have to deal with and and, and what they have to do with that frustration. Um, I don't know, Alberto, if you want to make a comment on that one. Yeah, like I can sort of... um connect back to the question uh, Lee opened with about our connection to this research and uh, having having been a classroom teacher, which is what, you know, the focus of the kind of teaching we're discussing in this study, I can attest to some of the things that Roger was saying earlier about um, one-up managing. So uh, I'd like to just go back to that for a minute because I think it's important 
for some listeners who might be thinking, oh, this whole idea of being emotionally exhausted, like it sounds a little bit woolly. What, are, what does that really mean? And so I thought that maybe connecting with a personal example might sort of make that a bit more concrete. Um, and, and I'll use the positive example of, uh, you know, having to show enthusiasm in the classroom and trying to get uh, those kids on the last lesson on a Friday afternoon enthused about what you're doing with them. Um, I, I used to find that, you know, what, whatever you would normally do, you kind of scaled it up 10 times. And in real terms, that means, you know, the enthusiasm has to come through your voice, um, through your movements. And all of this generates muscular and physical strain on your body. So to give a classic example, I frequently came out of uh, lessons with a sore diaphragm above my abdominals um, from having projected my voice and, and done so enthusiastically. So it is physical and therefore physically exhausting, not just in a, you know, mentally exhausting um, and tiring just from the regular hours you work in the day, but there's an output of intensity that you generate at times. Um, and going to the less pleasant things like anger, um, one of the things we discuss in the paper is this notion of stigmatized emotions. And anger is a classic example. I mean, anyone who flies off in a fit of rage is probably not going to be looked upon well in any facet of society. Um, you know, whenever we, we see these images in the media, they're images that are often presented because they're representing something that is, you know, ugly and society doesn't like this. And so a teacher, like any person, is bound to get angry at something that happens just as, you know, um, someone who's serving you dinner in a restaurant may not, not appreciate the way you speak to them and might boil up in anger. But then they're suppressing that. They're, as Roger mentioned with some of those uh, strategies, they're either having to downregulate that, so they're having to turn that anger into something more acceptable so they, you know, if they really feel like acting on that anger, they might make a little snide remark to the customer and then have to deal with the consequences it's the same with teaching. A teacher may feel a very intense anger um, at something a student does, particularly if it's very um, aggressive and confronting or, or perhaps there's something a colleague does that really uh, sort of undermines that teacher's beliefs or ideals or values. And so that strong response in an environment like a school which has very strong rules, especially it's trying to you know, teachers are trying to be role models. So a teacher flying off the handle in a fit of rage is not exactly an acceptable um, mode of behavior in a schooling context. And so teachers have to work if they feel that way to suppress the intensity of that feeling. And that's where the exhaustion comes from. It's, it's holding that back and, and representing it in, if, in a different way um, that, that, that is necessary there. So would it be fair to characterize teaching as a sort of high risk, high reward uh, profession? I know it sounds like a contradiction to have such a positive sounding or pleasant uh, emotion as happiness uh, alongside and in high frequency with something as, um, you know, as unpleasant as stress. But I, I really think when I've looked back and reflected and I have researched my own uh, teaching experiences in the past, you get a lot of satisfaction of uh, working with young people. Um, and I'll come to this uh, perhaps later on, but 
So I, I think, you know, I can understand why someone would report happiness. They, they are probably happy about the nature of the work that they do. They see value in teaching work. Um, but then the enactment of that work is where the stress comes in. Uh, and Roger mentioned earlier in response to a question, Lee, about some of the structural factors. To give one example, and again, to put some sort of concrete examples around that, um, teachers uh, in Australia have faced very regular changes to what is expected of them in terms of the content of teaching, so the curriculum. So there are frequent curriculum reforms, and in recent times, we have seen an increasing amount of um, testing and accountability measures, uh, and all of this has changed the nature of the job quite considerably from, um, from pe previous periods. So those are the kinds of things that are bringing extra stress. So sometimes it may be that a student in a classroom may be the trigger for some unpleasant experience, but the thing that is perhaps more frequent is the um, administrative and, and frequent changes to curriculum that are going on and those kinds of stresses that are structural, as Roger referred to them earlier, that, are, that have a prolonged impact as well. One last question, and to borrow one of your questions after completing this research, does teaching make teachers happy or do teaching professions attract people with a positive outlook or with a happy disposition? Um, Albert, wondering if you can take that. Yeah, sure. That, thanks for that, uh, Lee. So um, it's, it's, it's a really interesting sort of um, conundrum, if you want to think of it that way, that we finished our paper on in some respects. Um, I, I guess what I would say to that, and again, we're not speaking about the uh, evidence that we've generated through this study, but if we speculate on the, on, on the possibility of this idea, are they just um, positive people or do they become positive because of the job? I think um, this ties in with my previous answer. So people become teachers often because of a strong sense of vocation. Uh, and, the, and the other reason is for, a, for that pleasure of working with children and young people. Those are two very big reasons why people choose to become teachers. Um, so I think, you know, like any profession, um, it's going to generate a sense of fulfillment uh, and enjoyment that leads to happiness for teachers when they when they see you know their students uh, succeeding when they have a breakthrough in the classroom uh, a student that wasn't um, doing so well all of a sudden really understands something all of those things gr give you great joy because they're the moments where as a teacher you see the value in what you've been doing sometimes for a sustained period of time without necessarily ever rece receiving any um, positive reinforcement for the work that you've put in. Um, so certainly the job uh, can generate lots of enjoyment and happiness in that way. Um, you know, working with young people is fantastic. They have interesting lives. They're, they're very engaging, uh, you know, humorous people. So there's a lot of fun to be have, had with uh, young children and, and, and young people in, in schools. Um, in terms of our teachers, uh, people with a happy disposition, that one I think is a bit more, um, I would, I, you know, again, anecdotally, I would say it's, it's the same with any job. I, I think we wouldn't necessarily see a higher proportion of people 
who are predisposed to be happy-go-lucky necessarily uh, going into teaching. That's not my observation. But as I said, I'm not speaking from the data in our study. This is uh, a question that we posed at the end of it, and it would definitely be interesting to do further work on it. And Roger, I'm sure, has his own uh, views on this as well. Sure. Look, I, I would just say that uh, I agree um, with Alberto that it's a, it's kind of a bit of both. Uh, uh, happy people seeking meaningful work would self-select into being teachers because they like to engage with others, support, build, help young people develop those sorts of things, and they would gain um, great meaning and joy out of doing that task well. Uh, so it can become a really virtuous uh, circle where, yeah, the happy person goes in, does work, which makes them happy, they stay happy. Uh, so and it's very hard to sort of, you know, disentangle these effects. Uh, but I will say that whilst some happy people and people seeking meaning would self-select into being teachers, they won't all get the same uh, rewards because the teaching environments, as I've noted, change and, and, and vary, and some of them are much more difficult than others. And if that wasn't the case, we wouldn't have such high attrition rates. So uh, we need to be aware that the teaching environments that the teachers are teaching into are challenging. Uh, it's hard for them to reconcile that, that desire for that wonderful, meaningful work of a teacher with the difficulties and stresses they sometimes have to do that, that work under, and, and some of them leave because um, they burn out. Thanks to you both. Uh, Roger Patoni and Alberto Balocchi, they're the authors of Happy, Stressed and Angry, a National Study of Teachers' Emotions and Their Management. Thank you, Lee. Thank you, Lee. You are listening to the Humanities Matter podcast. You can find more podcast episodes on Apple Podcast, Spotify and Google Podcast.